One of the reasons why I love Asana so much is because it was created to help teams organize, track, and manage their work so that they can accomplish more. It doesn't matter what time of day or time zone you find yourself in, teams are always aligned no matter what. Book a call to see how Asana can make the difference in eliminating work about work within your team. Welcome to the In Systems We Trust podcast with Mark E. Murray. In Systems We Trust dives into all things systems and processes and interviews the professionals who are using them to change the landscape of their organizations every day. Are you ready for more clarity? Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of In Systems We Trust. My name is Mark Key. I'm your host. And today I'm very excited for this conversation. We're talking about two things that I love very much. One is automation and the second is no-code technology. And my guest is Idakin Hank. Idakin is the founder and CEO of Jotform, a leading online form and productivity software used by 18 million business, businesses, creators, and individuals around the world. Idakin is a productivity and automation expert who has recently authored the book, Automate Your Busy Work. Welcome to the show, Idakin. Hello, Mark. Great to be on your show. Oh, it's so good to have you here. I'm excited for this chat again. When it comes to automation, no code. I know you're an enthusiast and I'm looking forward to learning uh, a thing or two from you. So I, I want to dive right in and just understand what inspired you to start JotForm. I, I know there was a story about you working for a former employer you know, coding forms day in and day out. Can you elaborate on that and just kind of tell us where you got your start? So before JotForm, I was working as a developer for a New York uh, media company. And one of the tasks that uh, I had to do was create online forms like questionnaires, surveys, um, you know, contact forms, payment forms, all kinds of forms. And I actually didn't like it much. And I wanted to do like more interesting stuff. So I looked for a product that could take over from me, but I couldn't find anything. So I thought maybe I should, I should build that product. And that's what I did. I quit my job. Um, after, after five years being there, like I quit my job and I started working on job form. And, uh, it turned out that a lot of people actually needed help with their forms. Like they needed help with automating the creation of their form. And it wasn't just that, like forms are like the first step in a journey. So you start with a form, but uh, people doesn't, don't fill the form just because, you know, they want to fill the form. They want, they want something like they want to register for something, request something, contact someone. There's, there might be an interest about a, a you know, product. So um, a lot of things happen there and um, it starts with with a form, the journey starts with a form, but after that, there are also steps like, uh, an automated email is created. A document is generated sometimes because you want to kind of, uh, create a report from that uh, specific email, specific form submission. Um, you, you want to transfer that data to some other, uh, service such as a CRM. Uh, you yeah. want to create a report, you want to like do things with the, all the data that's coming from your forms. So we started automating many things, uh, for people and, uh, just, and that was like 17 years ago, like, <laughs> and I'm still doing job form and, uh, I didn't get bored with forms. Uh, basically what I didn't get bored with was like helping people automate 
uh, yeah. their business, their business processes, their systems. That's ex that's exactly what we do. Like we are helping people build systems. And when you when you have like when you need to communicate with people in your systems, forms are like the step inputs, uh, like the the step where people are actually entering the information, making a request, entering into the system, basically. And we are yeah. happy with that. And uh, it's been an amazing journey for me. And uh, so I, I could also talk a little bit about my book, if you would yeah. like. Uh, yeah. So so what happened was um, when I started JotForm, I, re I was really excited. It was going so great and people liked it. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was great in my own, like, small, uh, small, you know, company. Like, I was just a single person, single uh, founder. The first year, I hired my first employee, the second year, and the third employee. So, going like this, it was amazing for me. It was a great yeah. experience for me. But, uh, like, around, like, three years after I started JotForm, um, it was, like, a problem i had this problem a lot of small businesses like small st startups have which was like my whole day was like taking away i was spending all my day like answering support emails or answering you know uh, uh emails about anything like accounting legal hr ordering supplies for the office like i was doing everything and and i'm a product i, I love working on my products and i enjoy uh, thinking about how I can improve my product, thinking about how I can like grow my product. That's my passion. And, uh, but I wasn't doing that. Like I was spending most of my time with this busy work. And, uh, and really at this moment, uh, something else happened. Uh, Google actually came out with a competitive product. Google Forms came out. So yeah. I'm struggling, uh, with improving my product. Uh, I'm, as a like a bootstrap founder with like you know small resources, I'm not doing much. I'm spend all my day with like with fires and busy work. I'm not enjoying the work much because I'm a product guy. But at the same time, now I have a competitor, like a huge competitor. Google came into the yeah. ring. So it, yeah, it's a, it's a tough moment. It's it was a make or break moment. Damn. And I took a moment and I thought, okay, I have to change something. And when I looked at what I'm really good at was I was actually helping people automate their businesses. I was helping them, you know, build systems. I was helping them, you know, optimize their business processes. But at the same time, I was doing everything manually. And I was trying to, like, trying to do everything by myself. Yeah. And, uh, like, I decided, okay, I'm going to change something. I'm going to apply my own medicine to myself. And that's what I did. Um, I started automating as many things as possible. And the biggest one was emails. Like emails are like, was taking my whole day, like from morning to night, like I'm answering all these emails constantly, you know, answering customers, answering like vendors, or like partners or like trying to do PR, like all I'm the busy work at the same time. Yeah, uh, but I'm not really very productive. Uh, just, just my time is sucked up, and um, yeah, I decide. Okay, uh, I need to find a system. I need to build a system so that like I can prioritize my emails, and I can go into the details if you would like. But mm -hmm. 
basically I was able to reduce the time I spent on emails to two hours. And, uh, and after that, I also automated many things in our business, like the way we developed or improved our product wasn't streamlined. It was like manual, many things were manual. So I, I automated many things in my business and that resulted in big productivity wins. And I think that's one of the top reasons that today Jotform is not just surviving. Uh, Google Forms didn't beat us. We are yeah. also thriving. And I'm really excited about Jotform. And you know, we, we continue to uh, you know, grow as a company. And uh, we, we are now 500 employees, 20 million users. Like we have offices in seven different cities around the Amazing. world. So yeah, things are, things are great. And I, you know, this is thanks to automation. This is thanks to building uh, systems. And I know you're you're also the systems guy. And uh, and this it's really helped me. And and it helped me when I needed the most, like when I was like really small. Yeah. And and the things that I learned that uh, and I've been blogging for a very long time. I also write for Entrepreneur and Fast Company, and I, I have a blog Got on it. Medium on Jotform blog. And yeah. uh, I wanted to share them with, with the world, but like, you know, it, it was long, like, you know, I really needed to find a way to share it in a good way. And that was the book. Uh, so my book just came out like two days ago, uh, Amazing. Tuesday. So it's available on like on, you know, bookstores, Barnes and Noble, Amazon. And uh, yeah, it's automate your busy work. And uh, what a great title. And I was able to like, kind of formulate what I learned during this time into a framework that I call the automation flywheel framework. Yeah. I also have automation. Can I just pause there for a second, Idekin? Can I just sure. pause there for a second? I just want to like commend you. Like well, what a journey that you've had, right? To, to come from working for, you know, a corporation, you know, seeing a problem and then fixing that problem and bootstrapping this thing from the ground up, what an incredible, you know, a, a set of accomplishments, you know, over the years that we've seen and to be at the the scale they are right now with 20 million, you know, users and, you know, 500 plus employees, it, it's really incredible. I want to just go back to the point where you talked about it a couple of times, Google uh, coming in with forms. I, I'd like Hi. to know what was happening at that point. Obviously, there was some concern as you've already expressed, but you know, Google has their forms. I use Asana. Asana has forms. ClickUp has forms. There's no shortage of forms. And then with your form, like it, it can work as a standalone. It can be embedded into different websites. And, you know, HubSpot, as an example, is our CRM, right? So I use HubSpot forms on my HubSpot website and there's workflow automation behind the scenes. And now I have a new website that's on Squarespace. And guess what? I'm still using HubSpot forms because I've, I've really seen the power um, that that platform can can deliver for me, including in um, the automation that is is tied into the back end. So for you, I'd love to know kind of what was going on in your mind at the time, you know, that really inspired you to start thinking about automating more. Like you said, I started to automate emails and that process. So as Jotform, the platform itself, is it just forms or are there, you know, um, conditions and triggers and automations that can be built in there? Is it an email platform as well? Is it a CRM? Or when you talk about automation, are you talking about tying it in 
to other tools like Zapier to make connections to other tools. Jeff, um, so the word for what you describe is no code, right? Uh, yes. And all these tools like Asana and Jotform and Zapier, they're all uh, no code products. And the what makes no code products different is uh, they give you flexibility to build uh, things on top of them. And yeah. uh, so, so in the past, like a long time ago, uh, there were like only big companies could have like their own, uh, like they could automate things with software. They would go and, you know, buy SAP and they would spend like millions of dollars. And those companies would actually turn into every, turn everything into automation and help them build out everything. And yeah, that was, that was how they solved it, that problem. And the small companies, you know, they, they couldn't do anything. They were, they were, they didn't have. Uh, any software like they, you know, they they probably use like Word and you know uh, things like that, Excel. But um, yeah. so what happened was um, during the last uh, you know last one or two decades, uh, the no code uh, products started coming up, coming out, and these products are usually you know started free, so they they're available for free, and uh, these products allow you to. Uh, give you so much flexibility so you can build your own solutions. Like they don't provide the exact solution. They are self-service. Like someone is not coming into your business like SAP and, you know, solving everything for you, building systems for you. You are actually solving your own problems using those easy-to-use products that are flexible and customizable. And Jotform has all those features, as you mentioned, like, you know, okay. uh, like conditional logic within the forms or trigger an email when you need it, like trigger a reminder emails, building apps from your forms. Like there's just like so many things we have built during the 17 years. Like yeah. one of the things I'm always worried about is like we are constantly building, building, building. How can we make sure that our product is all, we are keeping it simple. And yeah. I think we have been able to accomplish that because we are still getting a huge number of users every day, like new signups and we are able to convert them to active users. So, uh, I don't think we have failed on like keeping the product uh, easy to use. But what what we are trying to do is like uh, give people so a lot of options, uh, customizable, make our product customizable, flexible, yeah, and but keep it uh, easy to use. So when people need a feature, they can find it, uh, and when it. they find the feature, they can actually dive deep into it, and they can find all the like. Uh, like advanced features for that feature, but like we are not putting everything uh, in their face right at this, the first moment. So it's it's not easy, but I think, you know, uh, we've been able to accomplish that and products like Asana also accomplished that. Yeah. And Forms Visit is not like an easy one, like there's a lot of competitors. And, but uh, what really separates us is like, because we are really focused on Forms and the journey you take after someone fills your form because we were able to automate many things. You know, for example, we came up with a product, Jotform Sign, and it also became very successful. But there are like 300, 400 uh, e-sign products on the market. So how can Jotform yeah. Sign be successful? Because our, our users needed a sign product because uh, they can integrate uh, our sign product well with that. And similarly, like people who use Asana, you know, they are able to 
use the the form builder, but when they need all these advanced features, then okay. you know they probably need to use a product like JotForm. So, would, would you recommend then, like some people, like for me, someone who uses Asana, would you recommend that there are integrations or overlaps in the two tools that would benefit businesses? You know, so if we say, you know, uh, a trigger. Um, starts with jot form, triggers something in Asana, or vice versa. Would you? Would there, is there ever a use case where you would recommend integrating jot form with another tool like Asana? Yeah, Asana is actually one of our top uh, partners, and okay. we have net native uh, integration with Asana. Like you can also integrate it with like Zapier or the App Make. Store. We also have the native integration with them, and uh, we really value our partnership with them and. You know, always making sure that our users can freely connect their data with Asana and like, you know, trigger things on Asana when they need it. Uh, yeah. So I would definitely recommend it. So this is actually like this no code revolution. I was talking about that. So it's uh, usually like the products are free or very low cost. So yeah, this is actually democratizing the software for, for, for everyone, for all businesses. So not just like those like big companies who can purchase uh, SAP. Anybody can uh, can use these no codes or SaaS or cloud products. And the great okay. thing about that is like okay, SAP is providing all these like tools, like everything, whatever you need. But uh, there's there's even like a like a much larger um, a uh, number of uh, products that are available. If you go to a website like g2.com, and even if you go to like Form Builder, you're going to see like hundreds of products. Like if you go to e-signatures, you'll see like hundreds of products there. And okay. you're going to be able to compare. You're going to be able to read reviews from actual users and see how people use them. So this is a great time for small businesses because they can, they don't need like, they don't need to spend huge amounts of money on software. They have like so many available options. And uh, for JotForm, like a majority of our users are actually free. They are using JotForm freely. And we only, you know, start charging if you really have a lot of usage. Like if you are only receiving a few submissions a month, like after up to 100 submissions per month, it's free. So if you are only receiving low number of uh, submissions, it's, it's free. So and many products are like that. Um, so uh, one of the things I always say is like there are three revolutions going on right now. The first one is software is eating the world. And this was okay. said by Mark Anderson. So this is actually talking about how everything is turning into software. How, you know, uh, from like vacuum cleaners to cars, uh, everything is becoming software. And because software is easy, uh, it's flexible. Uh, like when you do things on hardware, like you are very, it's, you are much more limited. Like the things that you can do is very limited on like on the actual real world, but also fair, like you have, you have so much more potential because you are just writing code and creating value out of it. Like a self-driving mm -hmm. car is very, very valuable. And, uh, it's, and you know, there's no, like, there is not nothing to touch it. You know, it's, it's actually all software. So right. that's the first one. The second one is the no code SaaS cloud, uh, you know, products. And that's the revolution of no code. And 
this this is actually democratizing the 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 businesses. Um, you know, all the small or large, all companies actually have the same reach. They can actually use the similar products. They can build their solutions, and that that's how I believe that's what you do. Like that's you help people, help small businesses build solutions with Asana, and you know provide them you know services, uh-huh. and uh, so yeah. So you can actually build things. Uh, you can build uh, solutions to yourself using these no-code products. And the third revolution is this is coming in. And I was just watching some Altman uh, before you, uh, you hey. know, talking to the Congress. And and uh, yeah, it's the AI revolution. And I, I, you know, there are a lot of worries. But if you if you if you can put them aside for a while, AI is gonna provide like so much value. It's bringing hey. Flexibility, capability, and making products uh, more smart. And yeah. it's, it's really, and when all these products that we use, all these no code or SaaS or cloud products we use, when they start having AI in them, they are going to become much more powerful because they are going to become more flexible. And th- the reason these products are so useful to like all businesses is because they are. They are customizable. They are flexible. You can build build things with them. But once yeah. they start having AI, they are going to become like ten times more more powerful. I agree. And, and I want to I want to touch on that for a second, if I can, because I think that's a really interesting point. And I agree with you. I agree with everything you said. Revolution one: software is taking over. We're embracing it. It's flexible. It's robust. Number two: the no code SaaS platform. I love it. I'm all for it. I want to ask though. In your opinion, you are a CEO, you're a founder, you bootstrapped this company. You're at the point right now, you've got over 500 employees, right? You're in the tech industry. You have seen layoffs from other tech giants, right? Because, you know, we can credit that to the recession or we can credit that to the explosion of AI, right? And so do you see a, a, a time in the future, five, 10 years from now, I don't know, maybe even sooner, where... Um, either AI will be so integrated in our work that it will enable us to work better and more powerful, or will it take over like a lot of people are you know, concerned about? Will we be replacing jobs? Are you as a CEO thinking about the future of your company and how it will impact the lives and the, the workforce um, in your own company and other um, tech companies as well? Love your thoughts on that. AI is going to allow us to do more things for our customers. And let me just give you one example. Like one sure. of our biggest problems we had uh, at JustForm was people using like, you know, bad actors uh, using JustForm to send spam. So because we provide so many uh, email features allowing people to, you know, trigger emails within JustForm, all these spammers coming in JustForm and trying to trick the system to send spam using us. And we tried to solve this problem for a very long time. And it was actually preventing us to provide more options, more features to our customers. But then of all these, like, you know, the, the logic, the way trying to do fix this problem manually uh, or trying to do this like a more like a logical constructs, like, you know, if it has a ver- the word like this, you know, this is spam kind of thing. Those kind of things never worked. But once mm. we were able to use AI, to solve this spam problem and we really solved it yeah. after a very long time and we had like ups and downs like our emails weren't going because someone actually sent spam with us so we had all these troubles in the past but 
because we, we use uh, AI to solve this problem, now we are able to provide more options, more features to our customers with email. And yeah. this gives us uh, so much more power. And and we also have all these people building these AI products and AI features. Uh, so in, in the back end or, you know, we are also trying to do things in the front end. But uh, so I think AI is going to open up uh, the possibilities. So and more and more companies will be able to do more things. And this will right. actually create new jobs. Uh, so yeah. I think it's it's about like low level jobs. And if you think about it, people don't want to actually do those jobs. Like they want to, they, they have to do those jobs, right? If you, uh, but people would prefer to work on like a, in a higher level. Uh, and, and that's what AI uh, allows us to do. And I think that's that's a good thing, and um, yeah, we will we will be able to do more, and more companies will be able to do more things, and if yeah, humanity as a result are going to be like much in a much better position, and I think that's a good thing. We have okay. a lot of problems, like uh, even today, you know, like we think that we are advanced, but we the world is full of so many problems. Like in the world, like, people are still hungry. Uh, yeah. As of the moment, like we we still have like so many problems to solve, and I think AI is going to help help us uh, solve them. I agree, and I mean, there, there's still the issue, like you said, and I'm going to press on it one more time just to really get your thoughts. But like you mentioned, that there are some low level jobs that people don't want to do. I think you're right, right? There are people in different certain positions who don't want to do those low level jobs, but as at this point in time, someone has to do them, right? If AI comes in and takes away those opportunities from those people that are qualified to do that level of work, is that an issue for the future workforce? That's actually one of the reasons I wrote my book. And okay, and in the book, I asked people to ask themselves two questions. What should I spend my time on and what shouldn't I spend my time on? And the second okay. question is more important the the uh, things that you are doing that that you shouldn't be doing like an automation can do or an ai can do or uh, you know if you can automate those things that you don't like doing much and if you can spend more of your time on things that that really matter for example uh, if you're a small business owner like if you're spending your time on repetitive tasks and if you can replace them with uh, with with automation and if you can uh, spend your time on things that you care about, you're going to become much more successful. I think this applies to everybody. Uh, we are all going to be able to work on like more human things. Uh, and you know, I don't think it's, I don't think humans should be doing those things like, uh, things that are not really, uh, they are repetitive. They, they kind of, they, they kind of require like, uh, you know, repeating the same actions or like, Things that that are not very creative, like okay. people have emotions, people have, uh, people you know can, uh, can be creative, people can do things uh, in a way that's like that's not really you wouldn't want a machine to do that, uh, right? And I would like more of more people to be able to do that. And if you think about it, like if you look at like industrial revolution. 
you know, also things that people had to do manually by hand are now taken over by the machine, which is a good thing because those people are able to work on like more important things uh, that yeah. become creative and businesses are able to do more things. And this uh, businesses doing more, uh, uh, more things actually allows the, you know, all of humanity to, to become like better, more comfortable because we have more options. We have, we are much more comfortable because, uh, we have more things, you know, uh, yeah, it's, you know, we are getting into philosophy now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I feel like I always go down these rabbit Hostile. holes. I, wa I want to know how the people feel about these things and how people are impacted, yeah. right? But um, maybe that's a, a conversation for another time. I'd love to hear about a success story. Like automation, we're embracing it. I'm, I'm embracing it in my business. We're, we're adopting more no-code, low-code options in our businesses. And me as a consultant are prescribing those options for my customers as well. So would love to hear a case study of one of your 20 million plus users on how they've taken JotForm and they've used that to systematize and really automate their busy work. Is there anything that you can share along those lines? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really proud of uh, what we have accomplished uh, during the COVID times. And okay. um, so, so the COVID hit and uh, like we were, you know, scratching our heads and trying to think like what how can we help like what can we do and we started this uh corona responder program and and like you know started helping all these like health care uh health care or like first responders like covid responders uh with their tasks and amazing and during the during those times, like just from usage uh, increased greatly. Like uh, I think we we doubled or tripled. Like there was a huge increase in just from usage because really people who were doing things like manually or like uh, people who were doing like uh, paper forms, they suddenly had to move to like you know doing it online or yeah. doing it online. Well, that was a grow a growth a lot of growth opportunity. But I'm also very proud that what we accomplished by helping all these COVID first responders, like uh, helping them, uh, helping them with their like, you know, uh, testing, you know, testing scheduling or testing forms, waivers, yeah. waiver forms, or like uh, vaccination forms. Like uh, they Got actually it. needed to like streamline a lot of work. And there are like uh, thousands of companies, uh, not uh, like healthcare providers, and, uh, you know, uh, people who are helping with COVID, like there was like so many of them. And, uh, and I was uh, really proud. And I was also like, uh, one of the people who were affected by COVID. I actually, I was in hospital for a week. I had a really bad yeah. cough, like towards the end of 2000, I had a bad cough, like, and the, and I was COVID positive, both my wife and I was like, uh, coughing. And we were positive, but we, we thought it's going to be like, you know, flu. It was more like a flu for her. Like she got better after the end of the week, but I got worse. Like I was coughing like for 10 minutes constantly. Wow. And I had to go to a uh, hospital and stay there for a week. And uh, I'm glad to be still alive. And I'm glad that we were yeah. able to have both COVID responders. And that's, that was, that was a really proud uh, moment for me. And 
we also developed our product a lot during that time. Like, you know, we were, one of the things that we really care about is like having these small teams that, that can work fast, like independent small teams. Uh, and each, each product team kind of have their own, they, they have their own room. They, they, ha- they work on a single project. They are cross-functional. They're like a startup. So nice. each of our product team is like a startup. So when the COVID responders started using our product, like they were finding like so many problems, our appointments feel like had like so many things missing on them because, and they were using that a lot, kind of like a calendar where you can schedule thing. We had yeah. those kind of features, but they weren't really that great. And then our team quickly uh, went in and like fixed those problems and added all these additional features to our product to allow those COVID responders to to respond uh, much more quickly. And I think that was uh, most product moments for me. Yeah. That's incredible. And what a great, you know, testament to how the tool can, can help people when they really need it. Right. The, the fact that you're working with these first responders at a really like crucial time in our history is just incredible. And so the next kind of question, it, it stems from this one. You have people that traditionally wouldn't be using digital tools. You have workplaces and offices that are displaced and remote for the first time ever. So, and obviously they know they need a, a tool like this. What were the the common or, you know, trending misconceptions around, you know, no code tools and automation? Did you have to overcome any of those hurdles um, with your customers or like, what, what do you see kind of day to day? Is that uh, about like the, from the beginnings or, or, or about today? Like, do you ask me about today or like when I first started Chatform? If we had to go back to say 2020, I can imagine there were a lot of questions, a lot of people who didn't oh, understand in, the technology. Or, so what, what were the misconceptions or, you know, um, you know, kind of, you know, common no code technology, things that people just didn't know around the industry? So uh, I think it's, 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 it's our duty to kind of help people figure things out. And uh, yeah. it's not easy uh, because so people are kind of afraid of technology and even I, I can be afraid of technology sometimes because, you yeah. know, if it's, I'm not used to doing those things, like it's kind of scary and I'm used to doing things in a way and it's hard to switch to technology. So, and I also talk about this a lot in the book, like how, how, how can we take the plunge? How can we start using automation? How can we use, start using the no code products? Yeah. Uh, like it's very easy to say, Hey, I've been doing this for a long time this way. Like, why should I like, why should I change it? Uh, but I think it's, it's about really using t- your time. Well, it's about, uh, taking, making time, saving, making time to save time. It's yeah. about working on your priorities and, um, and to be able to do that. And Bill Gates is a great quote and, uh, I, I really believe in the uh, importance of harnessing uh, the uh, impatience and laziness in ourselves. And Biggest said, I would always hire a lazy person to do a hard job because a lazy person will find an easy way to do it. Wow. Uh, and I think it's, it's important to take the, take the time to, to research, to try different products, and uh, to take the time to do research. And I know that like we are all busy, like we are all 
under so much busy work that it's hard to find the time to try different things. But I believe that a day of automation can save us a year of work. And uh, if we can find that time to to try different products and a lot of no code product, if you go to like g2.com, like just browse around, like whatever you need, whatever you do in your business, like try searching for those 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 things and uh like and read the reviews how people use those products and yeah. take the time to test them out. Like many products like Jotform are free or they are locals or they have trials. So you can just try them out and without any risks. And you will find that that not only you will be able to solve your current problems, but you're gonna find opportunities to do things that you are not doing now. Because because I've been building Jotform for 17 years. Now it's like a five I st- like it's a bootstrap company. We never received funding or like debt or anything. Just, just our customers has been funding us all yeah. these seventy years. Super impressive. And we have built so many things uh, for people. I think if if people take the time to like try out different things, and these products are for everyone. They are not just for technical people because, like if the the name no code means like it's for uh, non technical people. If they can sh- just take the time, uh, that they will they will find that uh, there are so much opportunities, and yeah. that was the same for me. Like I was under like so much email, like spending all my day in emails, but I took the time and like I was able to save so much time, and I'm I'm handling my emails and I'm I'm still be productive, and I can I can actually you know give more details about my email solution if you like, <laughs> yeah. I would love to hear it, but you know, first, maybe this can kind of tie into it. Um, your solution, uh-huh. 17 years in the tech industry, bootstrapped private company, very impressive. What advice would you give to entrepreneurs who are curious about starting their own business in the SaaS space or in the tech industry, given all of your experience and knowledge around no code and AI? Um, so before Jotform, I did like five or six different products. So I think it's about like uh, trying different things and learning. Um, and I, I I always believed in learning, always improving myself, uh, reading books, listening to podcasts like yourself, mm-hmm. like yours. Uh, Thank you. And like reading blogs and trying. And the most important, like I think it's, it's not a good idea to like get stuck in like this analysis paralysis mode where you're constantly reading, but you're not doing anything. I think it's important that you yeah. learn, but at the same time, you try those ideas. You you do things at the same time. And because when you do things, you actually encounter problems and you, you, you encounter new problems and then you read more or you research more and then you solve those problems and you, you know, you advance. And if you cannot just uh, sit still and then just read everything and then you're not going to become a successful entrepreneur that way. And like, I started building products when I was in college. And uh, so I was like, you know, I was building products uh, two years in college. And then I worked full time as a developer for five years. So I developed uh, on the side uh, for seven years before I took the plunge and before I started Jotform. And uh, during this time, I had like all these unsuccessful products and I learned so many things. Like one of the things I learned was like 
don't go after like a very tiny market because you will not be able right. to find, especially the small like bootstrap startup, you're not going to be able to reach them out uh, because okay. they are like, you have so, uh, so you don't have a lot of uh, customers and uh, spend half of your time building your product and half of your time growing your product. I think that's like, I call this the 50-50 rule. And if you are, if you are spending, if you're only spending your time building a product, nobody is using it. And it's like, you're probably yeah. overbuilding it. You're building something people don't need. And you want to get in front of, uh, people so that they can use your product and give yourself, uh, give you feedback. Yeah. The same applies for like marketing or growth. You don't have a good product. You're bringing all these people to your website and they're trying your product. They're hating it. It sucks. And you don't have the, it's, uh, you don't have the product they need. So you are losing them. So I think it's important that you spend half of your time working on your product and half of your time growing or marketing your product and figuring that out took me like, you know, seven years, figuring out that I need to go after a, like a bigger market took me, uh, that amount of time, but I think I enjoyed every moment of it. So it's, uh, if you enjoy learning, uh, improving yourself, I think, you know, you have nothing to lose because it's, it's about the journey. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great advice. Thank you. One thing that stood out about what you said was the, the, the problem of analysis paralysis, right? You, you're reading so much and learning so much and consuming so much, but we don't actually do anything and we think we're being productive. I think that's, that's great advice. Um, and so let's talk about the book. I mean, we're going to, bring things to a close. If you had to think about the book, automate your busy work. Um, I think it's available on Amazon. Now, what would you say are the number one, you know, or two insights that readers can expect to, to gather from the book? Is there anything that stands out that you want to share? I think it's the automation first mindset. Um, and the automation first mindset is about four things. Um, the first one is, uh, about priorities and asking those two questions, like what should I spend my time on and what shouldn't I spend my time on? And uh -huh. I talk about yeah. something that's called a uh, time audit. And what you can do is like, you can, you can create a spreadsheet and then you can like create an alarm every top of the hour, like make a note of how you spend that hour. And then at the end of the week, you total them up and then you find out like how, what did you do during that week? This is your time yeah. audit. That's good. And when you do that time audit that, and, and then you ask yourself like, should I be spending my time on these things or not? That the things that, that you don't care much about are the things that should be automated first, because, uh, that way you're able to spend more of your times that are more important for you that you care about. And it's, it's about really, you know, finding those priorities. Yeah. Uh, so the second thing is, uh, as I mentioned, the Bill Gates quote, it's about harnessing, uh, you know, harnessing impatience and laziness mindset, like really getting tired of, you need to be like sick of doing the same things again and again. Like you, you want, you want to really spend the time to, to you want to be able to, and one of the things is, uh, like it's also about procrastination. Uh, what happens is that we know that we have to work on important things, but, uh, we are also 
worried about like what might happen if we work on the important thing. And then what we do is like we procrastinate and instead we, we fall back on like uh, doing things manually. And, and, but, you know, instead of doing that, if you take the time, automate those manual things. And if you yes. can like time lock it and work on the important things that you're going to be able to advance your business, advance yeah. your career, uh, you know, it's going to be a big, uh, improvement for you. Um, so on the automation mindset, um, I also talk about, uh, systems thinking, um, and this is, this is your area, right? And yeah. I always recommend the book, uh, systems thinking by Daniela Meadows. And it's about how everything is a system and how we, if we understand the systems that we can make a difference in the world. And yeah. so systems have like cause and effect They're, they have parts, they have, uh, you know, they are, they have a process. So what you want to do is, uh, you want to create a process of improvement. You want to create a continuous process of improvement and you want to build your systems. You want to refine and iterate those systems and you want to create these, uh, continuous process of improvement. And I go into that, uh, in my book, in the, uh, the automate automation flywheel, uh, sessions and yeah. like, I, you know, I have three, like, yeah, it's, you know, get the book and you will find all these details. I, you know, I think it's going to be very useful to people because it helped me become successful and I feel like it can help other people, uh, reach success. Incredible. And where can we find the book? I mentioned Amazon. Is that the best place to go? Uh, yeah, it's available on bookstores, uh, like Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, like the audio book is available on Audible and, uh, yeah, it's also, uh, I have a personal website, I my first name, last name.com. I know it's hard, but, uh, if you go there, I also, there's a free chapter, uh, first, first chapter of the book is available there. So you can read it and awesome. you know, if you find it useful. You can get the book. Yeah. Uh, Perfect. I, I hope that it's going to help uh, people. I'm sure it will. It's already helping me. Um, just like taking that first like bit of read through the, the introduction and, and putting out some points. It was really, really good. So Idekin, thank you so much. Um, all the, the links will be in the show notes. Listeners, viewers, you can go and check out um, Idekin's website or just head over to Amazon or your local bookstore to grab, automate your busy work. Idekin, I want to thank you for your time today and sharing just your expertise and all your knowledge on all things no code and AI. Thank you, Mark, for having me on your show. Thanks for listening to the In Systems We Trust podcast with Mark e. Murray. If you liked what you heard today, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Don't forget to rate the episode and share it with a friend. 